Hey all, Daily Advice, Episode 4. Let's get this thing started with green infrastructure, uh, constructed wetlands. Um, the thing to know about constructed wetlands is that they're biologically complex but mechanically simple. And that's a huge value in uh, constructed wetlands. The They're one of the most, if not the most, efficient uses of space when it comes to green infrastructure. The benefits of high efficiency, low operations, and low maintenance has led to the use of constructed uh, treatment wetlands for applications such as potable water pretreatment, stormwater management, municipal wastewater, acid mine drainage, aircraft icing rain uh, runoff, and groundwater remediation, just to name a few. So that's just the um, gray you um beneficial uses of it um on the ecological side the they uh wetlands are known as the most biologically productive ecosystems so when choosing a green infrastructure feature to add to a project keep in mind that these are the most beneficial on both the traditional infrastructure side and the ecological um slash biological beneficial side okay for the permit segment we're going to move to Miami um, and we're going to talk about stormwater. So in the Miami-Dade County, a class two permit is needed to control stormwater discharge to any surface water in Miami-Dade County. At a minimum, the first inch of rainfall that is not absorbed by the ground is required to be retained on site prior to discharge. If the applicant indicates that they cannot reasonably contain the whole storm event on site even after retaining the first inch the county will then allow a discharge to the body of water the class 2 permit will require further treatment of the storm water runoff before discharge to the water body the class 2 permit is needed to control the pollution inherent in storm water runoff so make sure that uh, you collect that data on your site right away um, to have everything lined up so that you can um, get uh, secure the class 2 permit for your development project if you're doing it in Miami-Dade County. Incentive segment. So in America the federal government building technologies office has an awesome grant where they have um, dedicated up to 9.5 million dollars for building efficiency, um, it's for frontiers and initiative technologies, and that was in 2018. So there's still funding available, and it is expected to go into 2019. So um, the the topics that it focuses on are um, that are projects that are eligible um, include advanced separation technologies for building energy efficiency, advanced building materials, high performance windows. Novel approaches for cyber physical systems in buildings, integrative research of advanced commercial energy efficiency packages, advancements in natural gas and other fuel driven equipment. So, if you're doing anything innovative in your building, anything that could be considered green or sustainable or going for a lead building project, make sure to look into this and it's worth an application because you might get. Um, some significant funding um, under this grant program that can uh, make your development client very happy. Lead BD plus C, speaking of lead. So let's talk about uh, natural ventilation. So 
that is a um, common strategy for um, securing points towards lead certification, but you must take into account what the local air quality is in order for that strategy to work. So um, be aware of how high or low the air quality is in the local region. If it's a low air quality, the natural uh, ventilation system is likely not going to secure you, secure you the lead points that you need. And it's also just not the right thing to do. If it is, it can be an excellent design strategy that informs um, the rest of the building and further lead points as well. Environmental assessments. Vegetation doesn't mean healthy ecosystems. That's important, um, an important principle to understand whatever angle you're coming from. Just because trees on the site um, are there, it doesn't mean that regulations will always apply to the development proposal. But on the other hand, it shouldn't be assumed that a site is not toxic or significantly harmful to human health because vegetation is growing on the site. Always investigate further and thoroughly to ensure the site is safe. Um, I learned that, um, well, through a variety of ways, but most recently I was reminded of it because um, there I follow um, an ecologist who uh, started, studies water quality, and she was showing a, um, a river or a small water uh, water body in uh, outside of Detroit and it, it was completely veg vegetated had nice fall colors but when um, the tests came back from the water quality it was extremely toxic as well as the soil around it so looks can be deceiving a boar culture for our last segment of this episode this is a very tiny a uh, short tip, but I think it's the most important tip when it comes to uh, urban trees. Always ensure adequate soil volume is provided for each tree, a minimum of 30 cubic meters per tree. I think that we get too caught up in the boricultural industry choosing um, which species to plant um, and worrying about overhead um, obstacles, the kind of the aesthetics of the trees. But what really matters is what's underground, and I'll get more into um, underground infrastructure like silver cells at a later date. But let's just first um, first start with always plan for soil volume. Make sure each tree has that thirty cubic meters, and that they're not in those little coffin boxes that we call those tree planters. Um, so that's it for today's episode. By the way, if you guys don't already follow me on Twitter. Um, is jungle underscore capital instagram jungle underscore capital linkedin john lieber facebook john lieber connect with me so we can stay in touch all right thanks guys and talk tomorrow